Welcome back to the Powerty Podcast. This is Matt. What's up? It's Ben. What's up, world? It's Nick. I think there's a new light on the top of my computer right now. Like right when I hit record, there's like a little white light at the top in the middle. Right, letting you know that your camera's going, although you'd think that'd just be on when the camera turns on. I don't remember it being there before. Like it's trying to light me up or something. <laughs> They're watching you. Oh, somebody's they watching. They're officially watching you now. Been like diving into a hot topic right away. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them roped in, baby. Oh, well, I mean, maybe somebody, somebody can help me out. We can go with the sliding doors that Ben's putting in this weekend. You know? Sure. They are gonna look cool. <laughs> those barn house, those barn like barn doors that they go on a track. It's a double track. And I'm going to build the doors myself. I'm pretty excited. Nice. How stuff? I actually, let's just, since you guys don't seem like you have anything, I actually have something to bring to the Hallerdy podcast here. And then I got some news for you, gentlemen, in case you didn't already know. Well, I don't know that's anything. Did, so, yeah. Um, that's right. The buildup is real here. Yeah. I did a DNA ancestry. Oh, nice. Um, dot com thing. For real? Yeah, somebody got it for me, and then I did it, and it takes like a month and a half to get the results back. Are you ready? Okay. So this is obviously would be for all three of us. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, yeah, we always make jokes about Matt. But, Dude. <laughs> so 57% Dude, our, German, our, basically. Our parents are pretty uh, accurate so with what they've told us. What it okay. says from Austria, Hungary. You know, Southwest Germany, Northwest Germany, hmm. um, England, and Northwestern Europe, that's 15%. Sweden and Denmark, 13%. Norway, 10%. Scotland, 5%. And then it even was, this is this was what I really thought was cool, is it went into, like, the communities, and it's like, oh. Missouri Settlers, Wow. And, I, so and I lived, then you're like, okay, it's I was pretty accurate. Totally sold because I mean I wow. was living in San Diego, California. I'm tell them they have my address, you know, they don't know. And wow. like it says right here, like they go into Missouri settlers, and then when hold I was on, go back it, to that. Hold on, go back to that. Missouri settlers. I can pull up DNA. The actual is there any blackfoot in there? right there but anyway our parents it sounds like pretty spot on Here, no is, is there any blackfoot said we're mostly german it says st charles county wow that's crazy st yeah, charles no, county yeah. missouri area settlers which yeah. is exactly so, the truth if anybody wanted to know i was actually going so we're in, american we were right look yeah, at all those different countries american that, for sure that big but i was um you know skeptical of this oh of course like very skeptical and i think it'd be different if ben you did it and you got back to missouri settlers you'd be like all right whatever but like for me sending it in from san diego it's pretty cool and then it kind of showed the trajectory of our lineage if you will and then uh, where was that at and it showed like from here to then southern california so all of our other ancestors <laughs> went to they went from basically east coast to missouri st louis and then from st louis everybody else has moved to southern california 
Maybe that's it's just me and you, but where probably I would assume that's what they're talking about. Um, but anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. And for the Pallardy podcast, you know, it was appropriate. So real so, quick again, 57% German. Yeah. 15% England, 13% Sweden and Denmark, 10% Norway, 5% Scotland. So yeah, mm. American, we were spot on. Wow. You know, that's of- cool though. Like, so that was the DNA one. That wasn't yeah. like uh yeah, they, DNA. only DNA. They did the okay. swab, like I had to spit in a tube and then send it in. So props to yeah, shout out to mom and dad um for being correct about when they've talked about yeah what we are. Pretty cool. Well, I tried to get it out a few um, minutes ago. I'm gonna try again. Is there any okay. black is there Go any ahead. blackfoot Indian in there? <laughs> no, no, no but look it kind of will show you oh, like it's hilarious look at the, the time frame here so like grandma palady like, wouldn't buy it you know looks like wait starting back as early as the 1700s some of our peeps were coming over yeah well yeah because we've got to st charles but then look from 19 like 25 to 1950 to now i'll mm, go dish going to either washington or southern california is kind of where the path has been over the last 50 years. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you'll have to, like, I need to see all that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, mean, I, get, I kind of saw those arrows, but. Super dope. But, yeah, uh, 1769 is when we got to St. Charles. So, of course, we've been over here for hundreds of years. So, how far back does does that go, the DNA this is, thing? This thing's going back to 1700s. Oh, beyond that. It says 1700. Yeah. So early 1700s is where it starts. And that's when our ancestors started to come over to America. It pretty much started in like 1700s. Yep. That's crazy. And then they started up in, you know, the, you know, East Coast. And it even kind of shows the timeline. Like, you know, 1800s they start moving looks like 1825 a lot of them are in st louis wow 1850 a bunch of them there you go yep good stuff and that that goes back to your point that you always say is like your ancestry is just how far you back you want to go oh of course your ethnicity because let's say in the year 2300 and somebody did that same thing but it only went back to the year uh 1950 then they would say oh well your lineage is american yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and that's why we say we're american because dad and mom grew up in saint charles missouri so so, anything we're missouri and so did our great 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 grandparents right so that's really cool though i'm glad you did that because i've always wanted to do that and I was super, super skeptical, probably more than like most people, honestly, going in. And then when it came back with that, I was like, this is crazy. Well, what uh, me and Sean talked about doing it, but we we didn't want to like hurt Grandma Pallardy's feelings if it was if she was wrong. No, for real, though. <laughs> and honestly, I was, but she was actually very accurate. I mean, outside of the Native American. Piece. Well, we found out that the, the Blackfoot was actually like she was once or grandpa was 164th or something like that yeah. it wasn't even close yeah. to so, there's so like, we've got like maybe a drop maybe like yeah. half a drop yeah yeah so it's like nothing 
There was one dude way off on the saw the far side. So. Yeah, you you know that's very common for white people to <laughs> have like yeah, a little bit of Native American in them. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, everybody. It's common knowledge. It, it is like steroids uh, in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I somebody was going to say it. Must well be the guy who said it yeah, first. Classic. <laughs> Ben's got some classic quotes, you know. <laughs> that one is definitely up there. But then again, the road one, we talk about it all the time still. Such a classic, you know, Ben quote. But yeah, Ben stuff. told us <laughs> something was that steroids in the butt was just yeah, obvious. He said it does very what were we, when like, we had no yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> no, he's like, like steroids in the butt, of course. Like, don't you shoot your steroids in the butt? <laughs> We're like what no way it did blow my mind a little bit yeah i had no idea but that was probably when mcguire and soso were just hitting dingers mm-hmm. all the time big well, boppers that's, <laughs> that's why that one stuck around yep. it was working i meant steroids <laughs> in the butt <laughs> i um, wish they'd bring steroids back to baseball bring it back you know i'd watch again out there <laughs> No doubt. I'll just keep donating my money to big money yeah. baseball. <laughs> I need a partner. If anybody's out there that wants to partner up. For what? For for big money baseball. Oh. Fantasy baseball. No, are you looking at me like I'm gonna do yeah. that? You're crazy. No, if me and Nick partnered, there'd still be nothing done. So I need someone that cares about baseball. <laughs> and wants to talk to Ben. That wants you know. to hang, yeah, that wants to be in contact with me. Yeah, well, Those are your two good. things. You're, you're There's not a lot audience. of them out there. <laughs> no, he's got the audience. Well, at least sure. you have the audience. If it, I mean, it's going to be one of the people listening, you know, for sure to commit to that. And I'll, I'll even front the money for this year, like the full money. And then after after this year, we can split it. Wow. That, now there's a deal. Now Nick might take him <laughs> up on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just terrible at it because I, I don't. I don't do it. Yeah, you got to pay attention. And the one year I actually paid attention, I won. Not saying I like every, if I would pay attention, I'd win every year. But that's the only way. You you have to look at it like daily. Because and I plenty I of people are in <laughs> yeah. that league, especially that's a that's an intense league. It people is because there's attention. A, a lot of people paying attention that know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's, it's too much. It's a lot. Well, I, that's why I can't win anymore. It's a full I'm out time here job. in San Diego. There's no sports. You don't watch sports out here. We'll yeah, see if you can sports. pull off fantasy basketball though. Looks like I'm going to mostly just from the fire that I, the podcast is given. How much they they hate the fact that I'm going to win. Yeah, everybody hates it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to win just just because of that. So. <laughs> yeah, not just the podcast. The whole league obviously doesn't want it. So. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not even in the league. I don't want you to win. Yeah, but I, but I'll, I'll win. <laughs> Justin wants me to win because he's he's catching just as much shit does. or more shit than me about the trade. So the trade made sense, but I of wouldn't course. say that to the league. Right, the, and you know they're not. <laughs> well, now they know. You know Justin will listen to this. <laughs> of course, it made sense. It's a keeper league, but I'm cool with it. Nobody understands how it works yet, so I'll probably get a few more years in <laughs> before anybody figures out it's a keeper league. And probably me and Justin just go back, to, you know, switching off championships until somebody else figures out what the hell's going on. I'll just think this trade is so stupid. Uh, it's so funny. I know it's a keeper league. That's why I traded for Clay last year. 
I'm just saying Time, timing was off for me. I'm just saying though. Obviously, you know, that's that's the point they're all missing about the trade is that it's a keeper league. Yeah, I understood it. Well, it's a good trade. And maybe someday we'll know what the trade actually was. <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, it's irrelevant. But the point is I gave Well, Matt always says, you know, everybody doesn't like the trade if they're not involved. That's when you know it's a good trade, right? Yeah. You know, because you just weren't involved and a good deal went down and somehow right. you weren't, you know, you didn't get better. In a regular trade, both teams are benefiting. Right, right. But that's that's just, why you do the trade. It's right. like, okay. One I'm benefits now, one benefits me. down the road. And so anybody who's not involved looks at it like, you know, not happy about it. Right. And they and the the point is like Justin was selling and I was buying. Right. So um I gave him my best keeper, a, a low round guy. And he gave me his three best players because he can't keep them. So, and they just, for whatever reason, um, the league doesn't understand that. Like I said, that's going to work out great for me for the next few years till everyone starts doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because eventually people will catch on and be like, oh, that's how you, that's how you win. That's how you do that. (laughs) Right. For sure. Um, Yeah. But anyway, uh, in other news, that video that mom sent us that I had already watched, um, what was that? What's that guy's name? Sad Guru. Sad oh, God, I forgot I'm, I'm to sure watch I'm mispronouncing that. that. The What'd Joe Rogan that? one. I forgot to watch. Yeah, that. with you know how I know him. He was on Tony. Oh, yeah, he was great on Tony. I think I've listened to one of his meditations before, too. And anyway, mom was like, This guy has got uh, exactly Matt's mentality on like the heaven thing, <laughs> heaven while you're alive. And then she said how he's got Ben's laid back personality. And honestly, I was just thinking like we've, the three of us have probably never actually been more similar ever than we are. What do you mean? Like just, I would agree with that. What'd you say, Ben? Did you have, I mean, what do you mean by that? Like Like more more like-minded right now than we've ever been. Remember when you and Ben, you remember when you and Matt used to, you know, hate each other <laughs> that's documented yeah that's, <laughs> i still need to watch that video that's what he's talking about but yeah no i'm Try just saying my like, hair too. <laughs> i'm just saying i think that uh yeah this is why we can't just start posting these to youtube lord knows that we've been doing all these videos thinking that there's that's never why gonna be I want video to. out there uh, just to see what it is i, I do good, I, I, so i mean i'd be down with it that's true yeah we'll start we should post them on youtube i think anthony was right about that I think I think we should. Yeah, I will. I just I need to do it. So and I was I'll, talking I'll to Ronnie on. Nahar about the pod today and told him the potential of us posting on YouTube. He's like, oh, you definitely should. Well, it's so, not going to cost us any money. So no. why wouldn't we? Yeah, but why yeah, I, I agree. And we'll, we'll enjoy watching the, the video when we're 80 also. So oh, might as well yeah. have it out there. But yeah, we like I was just thinking like. Yeah, we've all we've really never been more similar, the three of us. And I'm I bet this I agree. Um, I don't know, just the other day after mom said it. It's true. He's got a lot of time to think. He's he's, he's deep into contemplation. He's a he's a a daily thinker. It's nice. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. It's Um, true though. It's true. I mean, it really, it really is. I think from doing this podcast. A lot. I think it has a lot to do with it. And then we also like pass around what we like. We're like, oh, this is good. I learned a lot from this. This helped me a ton. 
And then we all pass that around that information. We listen to podcasts and read books and like, yeah, you know, and then talk about it every week or two. And yeah, I think that's kind of what it's done. It's made us all kind of like oddly more similar than when we lived together back in the day. It's true. We were growing at such in like, like evolving at different rates. Yeah. Now we're all, I mean, we're old now. We're 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 closer in age. Now we're we're all (laughs) 10,000 or five, five years old. That's what I was going to say. Like when we were really young, we were. No, I'm saying that's what we are now. Mm. We're either five or we're 10,000. I see. But we're the same age now. That's the thing. Yeah. We weren't the same age then. Which has well, uh, yeah, because a year, a year or two makes a big difference when you're actually seven or eight, right? You know, now we have thirty-year-old bodies with seven or eight-year-old minds. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think my body's twenty-three. I think that's probably where it's going to stay. I feel amazing. I feel better than ever. You saw me on the court. Yeah, that's the only thing that doesn't feel perfect is my Achilles still, but. Yeah, yeah. I feel better now than I bet I feel better now than at any point since I stopped playing basketball, like in college. That that was that was still my peak, but I feel damn good now. You can get back to that. You can get better than that. You will. I'm working towards it. Why not? You know, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, Brady's coming back. I'll be for I'm on like he gives me the inspiration. He's 43, 44. He's getting like to me when I watch him, he looks like he gets younger every year. Everyone else gets older. Oh yeah. Like Ben Roethlisberger looked like he was about to die out there. He's 44 and he'll be 45 by the start of next season. But he looks younger than all like all the other quarterbacks. Oh yeah. Oh my God. He's the best looking person out there pretty much at this point. It's crazy. Like currently, he's the best guy. <laughs> he passed up Brad's. Um, what's his name? Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, Pitt's been. I mean, I love it. He's, he's been out. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's old. on the decline. Brady keeps getting looking better, and now he's living in Florida. The tan has never looked better. <laughs> For his real. skin looks flawless. He's he's the dude. Yeah, he's. I the hate guy. to say it, but. <laughs> I'm over no, it you, now. Like, I love he's to it. say he's it. the guy. I've been over it for a long time. Yeah, ever since Dad came out here, mm-hmm. the Falcons Super Bowl was the greatest thing. Me ever. and Nick, we flipped. It's just one of those things. It's like when you see that the greatness, you, it's undeniable. Yeah, and we were finally just like, he's the best. He's he's the best. So at that, he he proved it that game, and then it was like, all right, I gotta love him. I remember watching that game, and I remember at halftime the Falcons, you know, were winning by what twenty three. Or something crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I just feel like Brady is gonna come Brady back. Yeah. I just felt I just felt and like then, he would. And then, and then he little does. by little he did. And he I'm like, we, we were yeah, saying this is just kind of that's the thing like I expected. Nobody was even surprised. <laughs> no. That's the crazy thing. No, it was just like expected. And he's like, that's the thing. And it's I'm, always expected, and he always delivers. And he's won what two more since then? I feel it's like nuts, dude. Dude, the, the rap songs no. can't keep up with him. No. no, you know they're like five rings like Brady. Next thing you know, he's got seven. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what are we can't keep up. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win it next year. He what, just retired to he? wake him up a little bit, right? Right. Just to be like, you, I could leave. Right. This could be real. You could be horrible again. 
I think he did think he was going to retire. And then he's like, wait a minute. Why would I do that? I'm still I am the, the best. best. Yeah, <laughs> I was we had a bad game, sold. and I love being the best. I was never sold he was going to retire. I just wasn't. I was in shock. I, I didn't so take obviously it for real. Yeah, I, I. When the season ended, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. he's going to come back next year and win the Super Bowl." That's what people, I thought. People do that in football all the time. I don't know. Favre did it. He put us through the whole rigmarole. He was. Favre, Favre would still be playing right now if his arm didn't fall off, I feel like. I bet his arm's great. I, I, I he probably feels good now. Still. Yeah. That copper tone thing, yeah, he looks good. He got good. jacked. <laughs> he copper did. He, he got super jacked. <laughs> Speaking of legends, though, Ben, me and uh, Matthew here, legends. we got to see... <laughs> I was going to say, you just call yourself a legend? <laughs> oh, yeah. We just got to see the king... LeBron James live. Oh yeah, tell me and about that. And the dude that. drops fifty. Was the most incredible performance I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Oh yeah, it was an unbelievable, dude. He is. Yeah. It like it's one of those. It was one of those events. I'll be talking yeah. about it forever, man. Like I saw LeBron and he scored fifty, dude, and he's forty years old too. He scored fifty <laughs> like it was nothing. We're driving up, talking about. Oh, I hope LeBron scores fifty. Like. You know, he, he went off for 50 a couple games ago, and they won. Then he went for, uh-huh. like, 14, 12, and 23 triple-double, and they lost. He's been on fire. So we're like, well, he's probably going to go back to scoring because that's when they won. Yeah. So, you know, LeBron might go for 50 tonight, and they need to win. And then we got there, like, when the doors open. Yeah. So we got in there early. It was just you two? No. Uh, no, we went with Cardi and um, his buddy Sasha. Yeah. Nice. It was awesome. Um, well, we parked right next to this dope ass Kobe mural, which was unbelievable, really man. Cool. It was so LA, everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Got in and out burger on the way up. You know, <laughs> cow baby. It was uh th- almost in. four hours from San Diego to yeah. to the crypto.com yeah. arena. So LA, yeah. you know, Southern California and stuff. Six dollar gas, nothing more Southern California. Yeah. It was only his 50 it. miles and took you six hours to get there. The drive yeah. back was what hour 45? Yeah, hour 45. And right it on. took us three hours and like 50 minutes to get there four hours to get there god yeah it was insane it was everything about it was a socal day though it was awesome so (laughs) yeah we we get there like one of the first people in watching all the warm-ups and stuff it was awesome and then when even when they're coming out oh yeah the whole team comes out Mm -hmm. and then it's like there's like a 15 second delay very long delay and then here comes lebron <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> like it was what? crazy but of course like was... everyone every person there is there to see lebron yeah but still though it was like going to a concert oh yeah and then all the dancers go out and then 15 seconds the weekend jumps out like you know what i right. mean it was like it was nuts man. yeah and then he proceeds to drop 50 points that was, it was just and the show. only way they can win he is yeah. a, but like he only he drops 50 but then everything about him is just a show he knows he's oh a sh- yeah he's made to be in la and he always has been and we know this that's yeah. what miami fit well though too miami worked for him Very yeah because miami was a show you know what i mean though but the dude's made to be in la yeah and the pressure when he had 47 the pressure oh. for him to drop 50 was so real you could saw anybody it. wanted you could feel it like you could just feel the pressure in the building for him to drop 50 at that point. So it's like an NBA finals game all over again for him. Like the pressure's all on him. Right. Gets the ball. There's like only a little bit more than a minute left. So it's basically like for a game winner here and just 
daggers it. Just unbelievable, dude. Just ice in his veins. It's the three. Then there's just a minute of just LeBron walking around the court, the crowd going crazy. (laughs) And then 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 he he sits down. down. He hit his 50 and that was it. Yeah, it was just so cool, man. No, he probably awesome. he told uh, Vogel he's ready to come out. Oh, oh no, no doubt, no doubt. Everyone knew. On that. Nobody yeah. needed to say anything. No, it was known. Who they play? The, the Wizards. Wizards. They were losing at halftime. He went on this little. He single handedly in like a what 70, minute, 75 seconds. Yeah. No, it wasn't even two minutes because it was only four possessions. Four of the most incredible possessions I've ever seen yeah. in my life, back to back to back to back. Yeah, and then they were winning all of a sudden, and then they never looked back. And then he drops fifty. Yeah, yeah. And it was the LeBron show all the way. So, was it the was, was the pregame like the, all their workouts and everything? Was it pretty legit? I've seen it once, like all like them getting it in, and I remember watching Mike Bibby workout before. <laughs> It was we, nothing compared to when we saw Harden. Yeah, we got to see Harden warm up. LeBron didn't wasn't out there for the warm ups. Like the like, just like you know, not like when the team's out there warming up and stuff. That was yeah. cool. But like, there's some players that are out there before, right? And we saw we got to see Harden do that. It was the only other NBA game we've ever been to, which was up in Staples. Yeah, compared to what Harden did, it was like nobody was even tr- working out or getting ready for a basketball game. Harden's pregame was unreal. Yeah. I mean, he had to have been exhausted how hard he was. <laughs> it was crazy how many shots he put up, and, like, he was so focused oh. and so locked in. When there was nobody all, else doing it. Like, he would, he would work on the same. It's like, what's he doing in practice? If he's going to do 10 times through this dribble through step back three from, you know, 29 feet 10 times in a row and make them all, what's he doing in practice? Oh, it makes no right. sense. We watched that with Harden, and we were That like, was the highlight of it. That's It was the highlight. And then it almost seemed like he slowed down in the game because he didn't care as much because he dominated He dropped 30, so and they won. But yeah. after that, we were like, you cannot question this dude's work ethic. I mean, an hour and a half straight of just pumping out shots and hard cuts and just like – it was insane, dude. It was awesome. But, I mean, even these dudes, they're like watching these NBA guys just warm up, though. Oh, yeah. Wayne Ellington couldn't miss. <laughs> yeah. He was shooting no. like 90, 95% from, from three. From everywhere, really. From everywhere. But That's it was what, just like uh, me and, uh, yeah, one of the, one of my assistants, Preston, we we're talking about it, trying to tell like one of our players, we're like, you guys don't realize how good these no. NBA guys are. You don't. Because you they could idea. walk into any gym in the world and they're going to go in and give pretty much anybody 50. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. But then they go to the NBA and they barely get off the bench. Yeah, yeah. But they are unbelievable players. And like we were, we brought up like what Gar- like Garza last year was the player of the year in college basketball, and he he played ten minutes a game. <laughs> so he was the best college basketball player last year. Right and now he he's like a bench can't warmer. Get, can't, get the, minutes, can't even right. get in the game. They're just trying and, to get him even some touches. Yeah, try to even belong. He's probably in the G League half the time. I don't even know who he plays for, but like, he but this was is why, the dude. You know what I mean? So it's crazy how good this. It's this crazy how good we, the league is. We say we'll watch Mizzou and be like, "Get me on the court." Yeah, these guys suck. And then, but you watch the NBA, and it's like, okay, this is different, dude. It was wild. It's a different thing. 
like like you said, it was Wayne Ellington, and he's literally he we started miss. counting. We're like the dude 95 percent. One out of ten missed, and pretty much all nothing but swish too. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. And did he, he even I play? Don't know if he played. I don't think he got <laughs> in the game. I know that's why he was out there. He's like, this is all I get tonight. So let me just right. go hit all these shots. Well, he's just trying to bro. trying to stay ready for when he does actually get an opportunity because they all can play. Yeah, oh, it's like, it, do you it's fit like, what we need right now? That's all that matters. Out, you can go out and like shoot around, get your warm ups in, and like shoot with nobody on you and feel good about yourself and think you're putting up good numbers. And then you go watch these dudes when when it doesn't count and there's no one on them and they just don't. They don't miss. miss. It's crazy. So professional athletes, they are they're professional yes. level. And if they are not, then they don't last. Like if no. you're just an athlete and you're not a pro. You don't last. There's millions of those guys. Unless you're, you know, Russell Westbrook athletic. That's a different, that's a different But even story. him, I even, even him, like if you were to let, just let him shoot with nobody guarding, he'd still cash them all out. No, we saw no. him in warm ups. Oh, he, he can't shoot. <laughs> no, he just can't shoot. But Dwight Howard, <laughs> on the other hand, he, he shot about what, 75% yeah, he from was three? And everything. <laughs> Dwight Howard, I'm who sorry, also didn't, didn't play. Russ can't, Russ can't hit anything. He, he amazing, but, I, but he, he also wasn't out there when there was nothing and nobody. And I, I, you're probably right, Ben. He's just a head case. As soon course, as, well, that, I don't think that he's probably right. That's no, a he fact. Is. No, but I'm saying Ben's probably right. He's cash. You just get him out there and shooting around. He's making everything. If he yeah. was on the blacktop where he knew no one was watching, which is, and just had like four other guys around, no, no cameras, no nothing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Like I said, he's a head case. No, but he's got court vision. Let's give him that. I mean, yeah, but he yeah. looked atrocious. Oh, he was horrible. He he will drag he's the Lakers down him, as he's done with many teams. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the ultimate loser. He just really is. Well, they got Melo on that team too. I mean, I guess Melo won the college championship, but and he, he was just that much better. But yeah, I think Melo has evolved, like to where he's he's willing to win now. I Westbrook's not. I think Westbrook's willing to win. He doesn't know how. That's what I'm saying. For no. both Melo and Westbrook, I think they both are willing to. They have no clue how to do it, though. They don't know, like, they too late still in their just career. take the dumb shots. Yeah, just give it to LeBron. When you're that conditioned to shoot bad, dumb shots, at this point, it's hard to break those habits. Right. He has no idea. They've never known what a good shot or a bad shot is, so it's hard right. for them to know now. Right. No, for real. I've had, I had a guy like that. I mean, he... He ended up uh, retiring mid-season, but like he just <laughs> he could retired. not. He could not figure out like what a good shot was. Like he would, he would literally shoot from 25, 26 feet and brick it. And I, like I had to tell him over, like we, that's not it. Like you're not hitting that. Like if you, if you hit it, I usually I just ignored it. But he'd miss it. He'd miss two in a row. I'd take him out and I'd be like, like dude. That's not a good shot. He'd be like, I was open. Well, of course oh you're fucking open. Like you were <laughs> you were at half court. Right. right. <laughs> there, there's a reason no one's guarding you right there. Everybody's begging you to shoot that. You know? So like it, but he just he couldn't get it. I'd show him on film. He'd be like, Yeah. I like, you know, I'd like pause it right before, like, we're not looking at the result here. We're looking at this shot selection. Pause it. What do you think it is? Oh, yeah, that's a good look. Like he'd be for real. And I'd be like, this is impossible. I felt like I was coaching <laughs> Russell Westbrook. So then I just stopped playing him. I'd be like, 
Right. The he only way to stop you from shooting these shots is to keep you on the bench. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you actually don't understand it. And then he was I'm like, why don't I play? You. I'm like, well, because you don't listen to anything I say. So I have to stop you somehow. <laughs> he said, that's a good look. Oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> but just no clue. And it, may, it reminds me of Westbrook. I just don't think he, like, he just doesn't know. Like, yeah, that's good. Fade away with two guys on me. Yeah. This that's dude's me. watching Steph play and thinks, <laughs> yeah, that's a good look because yeah. Steph Curry can make it. Yep. He does. And then, you know, now he's an ex battle player. So <laughs> it's like, what about all the other millions of basketball players that don't shoot those shots? You know? And so I'll take the guy that's less talented. That's just going to take good shots and play hard. Give me that guy. <laughs> know your role. That's a winner. Know your role in any sport, especially basketball, though. That's how you become yeah. good. More so in basketball than anything. The shot selection is definitely the hardest thing to teach. Like, Steph Curry has made that really hard. Show a you Steph Curry I mean? warm-up to these kids. Be like, when you can do this, you shoot yeah. from wherever you want. Right. I try to show, I you know, there's tons of videos out there. So we show him stuff like Curry, like, like how hard he works and all the crazy stuff he does. And it's like, he doesn't just roll out of bed and be this good. Mm. You know, like LeBron, like the way he, the way he can jump and move at his age, especially like he works for that. Like of he course. works a specific way and he has a specific diet to optimize like his athleticism and he still shoots probably 45% from three, you know, like LeBron, LeBron shoots 35%. I thought it was higher than that. No, but the league average is 35%. So he's, is it even that high? 35%. I bet it is. But anyways, like these guys, it's not like an accident. They're not just that good because they go out and circling back to Tom Brady. Like there's a reason he's, also getting younger you know what i mean right. oh like, my gosh yeah the way that he takes care of his body like Actually, let alone get that what is his book tb12 method yeah. it's great yeah he's gonna tell you to eat vegetables believe it or not yeah <laughs> drink, <laughs> and drink, drink a lot of water, water. Yeah, he's hanging. so does steph still no secrets huh? <laughs> <laughs> no you still gotta you know exercise drink water eat vegetables sleep uh yeah. I do all the above the vegetables. I do, you know, I'm getting better, but still the toughest. Yeah. No, actually, how I get Sean my vegetables. makes vegetables for us. So nice. I so then I eat them. Nice. Although that's I'm pretty good, good about I'm pretty good about carrots. I'm, I'm a big. Oh, carrot I do. Guy. That's I do carrots every day. I stuff like three big handfuls of leafy greens into my morning smoothie now, and it's just still delicious. It's just fruits and vegetables, and that's how I get all my veggies now. Nice. It works well. It's I like, need to I need to get on that. I need to do it's that. the easiest the way. And then those leafy greens are just so good for you and just so nutrient packed. Mm-hmm. Like kale, is that what we're talking yeah, about it's, here? Uh, it's it's baby kale, baby spinach, and baby chard. I think it's the Costco. Uh, it's it's, it's whatever the organic. A lot of baby baby leaves. I know. I don't know. It's all the baby stuff. I think it's actually supposed to be. Better for you still, so more nutrient dense. They care more. They make it for Take a just like any baby. Send it to me. Um, do you yeah. hear me? What did no. you say? Send take, it to you. Take a picture and send it to me because I yeah. think I need to get on that smoothie game. That'd be a good way to start the day. Yeah, dude. Because usually do that. I'm like way too like 
after I drink my protein shake, I'm not like super amped to eat a bunch of eggs. <laughs> Dude, I usually see, just eat some fruit. I've actually like eliminated protein shakes as of late. I haven't done I protein shakes. Straight to food. I haven't done protein shakes in a long time, actually. My stomach's been feeling better from it. I like the protein shake though. I like the the first form. Delicious. Oh yeah, it's some it's delicious stuff. Fruits and vegetables though in the morning is just like the body's ready for it, absorbs it quick. Just, you know, gets right in there. Gives you even gives you that energy like, too. Right after the right after the workout. Yeah, that's generally when I'll do it. Well, after, you know, a little meditation and reading. So could be an hour and a half, two hours later. Man. So much time, <laughs> time, baby. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta create it. I know. Or do what you want with it. I guess. You gotta get a new job. I think to create this time. No, well, there's a lot of ways to make money. You know. Mm. Like, sure. I mean, what I, I enjoy done, the way I make money. Exactly. See, that's key. And honestly, I kind of enjoy how I. I mean, I do enjoy the way that I go about it. Of like. Figure, I figured out a way to just leverage other people's money and give it to other people and leverage their time. So I'm leveraging other people's money and other people's time. And, you know, my my accumulated uh, value scores goes up and then I can use that on stuff I want. There you go. Now, I got a long way to go, obviously, here. Not, not nearly as successful as I want to be, but I feel like I've figured out the formula. And it's worked. So I'm just in the process of scaling it essentially. So it's good. Nice you know? money. It's just a, just another game. It's a game. Yeah. So because then I can have time for that stuff, like meditating and reading and eating fruit and vegetable smoothies, you know, then <laughs> I hang out with Audrey. It's awesome. So speaking of kids. We just did the, uh, had an ultrasound, and I don't know if I told you guys before, but our baby was breached. Heard about so that. So, meaning the head was up. Mm-hmm. And that's how Mia was, so that's why we had to do a C-section. Well, now, right. this last one, uh, Sean went with her mom, and the baby flipped. Oh. Now we're head down. So, are you going back to the, I mean, are you, are you going with uh, natural then, or? You guys know? I we don't know. I think that Sean wants to talk to her doctor, Doctor Bullico. Doctor Bullico, in case you listen. Yeah. Shout if out, Doctor. You're in Mid Missouri. That's where you need to go, Doctor B. But she wasn't. She wasn't there last week, so I think on Wednesday Sean's gonna talk that through with the doc. See what's uh, the right move. We trust our doctor, so pretty much go with what she says. All right. That's good. Yeah, I'm I'm easily the third, maybe like fourth or fifth in decision making on that sort of stuff. So <laughs> I mean uh, it's, it's I really mean, Sean's. I was decision. gonna say it's, it's whatever Sean's Sean, choice. Sean wants. Whatever Sean wants. Sean to do and way. the doctor are way, way ahead of me. I think Sherry's definitely ahead of me. Mia probably. Mia probably. So That's hilarious. As she should be. <laughs> You know, but I'm I'm in the room. You know, I'm yeah. You made, you're on the top ten. <laughs> on the sound like a sounding board. Yeah, you'll still see you on on her MySpace. You yeah. know, you're making the <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Uh, 
but yeah, it's good. It's good news, you know, because that that's the way it's supposed to be. So it's gonna be gonna be good. I'm super. Oh, it's excited. definitely good either way. Yeah, baby's flipped, ready, ready to go. Yeah, and we're we already had the C-section planned for May second. So if you're if you're wanting to speed yours along to have the same day, Matt, talk to Bree about that. Let's see what I can do. <laughs> Although Sean thinks it's going to be even earlier than that. Really? She, she's just got a feeling. Interesting. She's telling me today, she's like, I think this baby's going to come earlier than May. She, as long as it's not the first weekend of April. Well, that would be too early. Yes. Because right. we're at about four pounds right now. That'd oh. be pretty small. Doable, but very small. So. Yeah. Also, you know. We'll and be- the draft. We got the draft weekend <laughs> yeah. that weekend, so can't be having any babies. <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah, also speaking of kids, so I got a hypothetical for Nick, but definitely a question for you, Ben, is what do you want the most for your kids? Like, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that, that question sums it up. Um. I've thought about this before trying to I'll try to articulate it. Uh, I want Mia to live like with passion. I want her to find whatever it is. It's going to like drive her and give her like that passion. I want her to find that. And I want her to pursue that because I think that like leads to, I think that'll lead to a lot of like happiness and fulfillment and like all these good things I think that can come out of like finding what you're passionate about mm. and then living that to the fullest. Um, I think that's I a big it. thing. I think that's a big thing for me. Like I want her to have that. What about you guys? Well, I mean, Nick, well, I do mean, you want to answer? I mean, you got you're gonna I have, have not thought about it because <laughs> I don't have kids, so I'm not prepared like Ben. But the first thing that came to my mind was for them to just have opportunity. Mm. So, I mean, which kind of you know goes hand in hand with what Ben's saying. Find yeah. your passion and then do it. I'm first thing that right. came to my mind was just like have the opportunity to like pursue their passion and basically, you know let them do what they want to do with their life. And I think that's why, and Matt, I'll let you kind of respond to your own question here, but I think that's why, like, I really enjoy letting Mia just explore and try to try, like trying new things and trying things on her own. Like mm. probably my favorite thing that we do is when Mia and I go down to the lake, um, right behind our house, you know, it's Mia, Dexter and me. And we just go down and we don't have any plan and whatever she wants to do, we just go do it. If she wants to mess it. around in the mud. We do it. She wants to throw rocks in the lake. We do it. Like, and I know, like, I, I know it's like a nature thing, but I just think like, just let, I just wanted to explore and just be like, okay, what are you into right now? And then let's dive into that until you get bored with it. And go, okay. Then we'll move on to something else. Like inside, we've been building a lot of castles with our little Legos. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Use your creativity. How do you want to do this? She kind of tells me how to build it. 
like, you know, before I would just build it and she'd watch or stick a few mm-hmm. on there. Well, now she's giving me instructions or I'll try <laughs> something. And she's like, no, no, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got it all wrong. You've got yeah. it all wrong here. So it's just kind of fun to watch her explore different things. And um, yeah, that's awesome. I, Super exciting for you too to like get to go into kid world and be led by that. That just, I, that's hands down my biggest jealousy of you guys having kids getting to live in kid world all yeah the time. because that's like my thing like that's what i yeah well, it's awesome I mean? oh it's the best you know, and, like hard, adults, and then sometimes you, you know? just got to make sure like and matt i'm sure well i know we talk about living in the now all the time but it, it's like the, the real world still goes on so like i'll be thinking about the basketball team and then i'm like i gotta sh- i shake it off i'm like oh, mm-hmm. let's just it's mm-hmm. easy to do because you're sitting there like sitting on the floor and we're playing one of her games and it's like, I got this other thing I got to figure out, but it's like, well, that can wait, you know, like, and I'm probably just, I'm probably just doing a feedback loop anyways in my head where I'm not really, not really figuring anything out. I'm just thinking about the same thing over and over and over. And actually that's a perfect, I'm really glad you said that too. Cause now the next time I do that, I'm going to, think exactly that yeah i'm just gonna be like wait these are probably the same exact thoughts that i was thinking two hours ago so why am i even wasting my moment right now on this nonsense like you know when i'm gonna really solve this when i'm actually sitting there alone thinking about solving the problem exactly not right now yeah and and that's what i have to remind myself is like i need to i'm not gonna figure this out now i need to get a piece of paper you know get my notebook and a pencil and that's when I'm going to figure it out or on my computer watching film because it's, right. you know, my problems are basketball. problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man, a good life, dude. you know? So like, yeah, like if I'm worried about all oh, this team that's coming up and I'm trying to, it's like, you're not going to figure it out now. It's, I'm going to figure it out later when I'm really focused on it. So just let it go. I'll take a deep breath and I just get back into doing whatever the hell Mia wants me to do. Yeah, because it's going to be way more fun and way better anyway. Yeah, and then that becomes more fun instead of being frustrated oh, yeah. about oh, for sure. Mia bossing me around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you weren't focused. She could tell. Uh, I, I know. She's she's feeling it. What about you? What do you what do you kind of want for your kids? I can't remember exactly how you phrased that question. but No, I mean, that's basically what I said. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I love that stuff. And I guess like at the end of the day, it's as cliche as it sounds, but I mean, it's what I always talk about anyways, you know, to be happy, like whatever that looks like for them, I want them to be happy. Obviously, you know, people say like, you need to be fulfilled or whatever. I agree. I mean, I think that's just another word for happy or another way to look at it. And I love what both of you said, actually, you need the opportunity. Um, to do the things you want to do and to follow your passion. So, and I totally agree that doing stuff you're passionate about is obviously going to make you happy and fulfilled. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day, how like I, that's why it, I mean, it's just, I guess it's not initially why, but like the thing I probably studied the most is like basically how to be happy. And it's like, cause it's not just as simple as, Oh, just be happy. And it's like, Oh, you just want your kids to be happy. Like, that's all you want. Well, it's like, well, of course, like what could be more important than my kid actually being happy? Not like 
just forcing a smile, but like actually being happy and enjoying their life. Mm-hmm. Because I have found that that is, you know, I just think that's like what life's about or a, a huge chunk of life is mm-hmm. enjoying it. Like, and that's why we talk about living in the moment and tons of other things. Cause it's like, what I want is to be up and in a positive empowering beautiful state as often as possible and there's going to be the dips there has to be the dips right because if there's no if it's all up we've talked about this if it's all yeah. up then it's all no nah, it's mm-hmm. not up you can't you enjoy the sunshine the without a little rain mm-hmm. right you have to have the downs to know about the up mm-hmm. so but i want to spend more time up and then when i get down this is what all of the studying and the practice and learning all these things i that's also i can get out of the down faster yeah and then what's going to happen then i'm going to launch up even higher probably into you know and right back into the happiness state and then i'll launch up higher and then when it's like a trampoline and then you go down and you bounce you bounce off same way with overcoming any problem any challenge any fit you know quote-unquote failure if you will like i've had plenty of failed attempts in in business and investing and things like that and then i just learned so like i was just talking to ronnie about this today I was like, the 10 years I spent in engineering uh, school and working, you know, I learned X amount. And in the last five years or four years since I quit that, um, I've probably learned a hundred times as much. Right. And that's just from taking risks and failing and learning. But I've also just learned like overall, second by second, I'm just way happier. I spend more time in a happy positive empowering state than i did certainly six seven years ago or definitely before that you know what i mean yeah and so i learned we learned this stuff to spend less time in a negative state more time in a positive state and then at the end of the day if i know how to do this and i understand how to cultivate this mindset i can teach it to my kids so that's an amazing (laughs) reason to continue to learn it and i've said this I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. I'm like, I feel like raising kids isn't about raising kids. It's about, it's about trying to create the best person possible because they're just tiny young people and you want to create a good person, right? I mean, that's the end goal, not to raise a good kid. Well, you don't want to create. Well, you know what I mean? You want to, yeah. You want to allow them, them, yeah, allow them to go be whoever they're, yeah. But one thing I've noticed with like Mia and like it's uh it's it's um it's amazing how parenting changes so much once like once Mia was able to really talk and not just throw some words together, but like Mia and I can have real conversations. You know what I'm saying? And so she found this rock. Uh this was yesterday. Okay, so she found a rock and she she was gonna hold on to it and this we're down at the lake. And she wanted to bring it up and paint it for her mom. (laughs) This was her whole plan. Well, then she sat down and she had something in her shoe. So she took something out. She took it out and we kept walking and we forgot the rock. And so we walked all the way around the lake and I realized she didn't have it like on when we were totally on the other side. I was like, she's going to remember this. I'm like, I just know she's (laughs) going to. So then we start to go up and she looked at her hands. She goes, I don't have mom's rock. And she like, she just lost it, you know? And, and I found that 
I was able to like, it took a, her a minute to kind of come back to where she could hear me, but like acknowledging like, yeah, you're really sad that, that you lost that rock and just kind of letting her like, and not trying to just change it, not trying to be like, Hey, just forget about it. It doesn't matter. It's a rock. Like to her, that was the most important thing that has ever happened in her own entire life. And now yeah, she's, <laughs> she's letting down mom right. you know, in her mind. She's like, Oh, I had right. this great plan. And so just like, I just kind of, we sat there and we talked about it. And I was like, you're really sad that you forgot your rock. And she's like, yeah, you know, and she, and then it, that helped her calm down. And I was like, well, what should we do? And she was like, I, I want to go get it. I was like, well, we have something in the oven right now. <laughs> like, so we have to go. I was like, the house is going to burn down. So I was like, let's go back after dinner. And she was okay with that. So we ended up going back down and it, we actually found the rock. It was crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> Nice. And then we came back with two rocks, of course, because she had to double dip. But right. yeah, so it was uh, like my point of saying that is it's good to like recognize and allow like our kids to have that frustration or whatever they're feeling, jealousy or sadness, like to be like, hey, it's OK to have that. And then once they realize that it is OK, then they're able to balance back out and get back to being happy again. But like, I feel like at times I've like denied, like not let Mia have that and be like, you shouldn't be upset about that. Come on. And then it doesn't fit. It doesn't let her like process it. She doesn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, but you let her that, process it by saying, you know, what should we do about this? And instead of letting her sulk on it, you started having her come up with solutions right away. Right. Yeah. And it's easier to do now because she, she can do that. That's what it's harder to console a, like a one or two year old. They yeah. just don't have the vocabulary or the communication skills to be able to go through that. But now it's fun with Mia because we get to talk about that sort of thing. Like, you know, so her emotions obviously are crazy because yeah. she's four, but. Right. She's also, though, you know, quick, quicker to get over stuff, I'm sure, than. Yeah. Yeah, for the, the most. in general, yes. It usually it's like we can talk through it and be like, now nah, there are times where she's gonna be mad at no matter no matter what. But she's a four year old, so that's what yeah, exactly. four year olds do. <laughs> it's uh, she does not have a problem with that, no. Yeah, but, she's four. Yeah, exactly. She's she's four. She's still learning from watching you and oh, yeah. Sean and imitating you guys. You know what I mean? Like she's and the kids at daycare. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's still in observation mode. Oh, I yeah. Observe and imitate. And like, she's just, she's just a little kid still. <clears throat> she's a kid. All right. It's she, crazy. The, she, uh, so today we're eating dinner and I was talking about, uh, I was talking to Sean, like Mia was just sitting there eating. So I'm talking to Sean about, uh, there was a, someone that I work with who died of cancer. And so we were just kind of talking about that. And, you know, I was like, a lot of people went to the, the visitation, blah, blah, blah. And then Mia just goes, one day we're all going to go to heaven. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I said, well, and so then we were kind of talking about that. And, uh, and then I go, well, what if we're in heaven right now? And she goes, we're not in heaven right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, well, what is heaven? And she goes, 
Well, I I don't know. I guess it'd be like if it's perfect. And I go, yeah. So this is heaven. And then she's just like, no, like, cause you know, Miss Julie's telling her that, you know, the God, you know, Jesus heaven and all that, like that whole, that whole that thing, heaven, right. <laughs> that heaven, that, that's, that whole that's bit. somewhere else, <laughs> you know? And I was like, just, well, it could be right here. And so then I, I realized me and I were just going to be talking in circles. So I just kind of was like, oh, okay, we'll talk about it again later. We'll talk about it in 10, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, I always throw those philosophical questions on her, though. I love seeing like Mia's response when I ask her those type of like Alan Watts questions, and <laughs> she usually has something crazy to say. I should record more of it. <laughs> For real, I bet she's got great stuff. Oh yeah, it's good. She says God is inside you. I said, yeah, maybe God is everything. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's anybody outside of the two people you're looking at oh i know <laughs> <laughs> but i always i always say stuff to her hoping she repeats it to other people she right. will she will give right. her time oh i know I, that's why i'm gonna she's keep gonna at go it oh, she's like, going back she's gonna be like my dad's a crazy man he says this you know? <laughs> that's what i want You'll get then, it. Trust me. Yeah, oh, I'll get it. I can't wait. I can't wait to have the conversations with like teachers and stuff. You, you won't believe what me said. said. That's <laughs> so good. You are a teacher. Oh I man. Know. That's so funny. Anyways, raising kids is awesome. I can't wait for number two. It's gonna be so different too. The personality. Oh, yeah. Your whole your whole little like dynamic you guys got accustomed oh. to is gonna be totally switched up. Whole new element here. I know I'll have to lean on Veronica yet again. Everybody does. She's uh, she's helped me a lot. She helped me a lot with, especially when we first started out with Mia. But so now having two, I'm be calling Aunt V. She said she won't. (laughs) She won't listen to the podcast though. No, I think I think Dad finally started it. Did he? I talked to him. Uh, maybe a week ago, and he said he was like at three episodes in. So, oh, he's retired. He's got a lot of time on his hands, huh? All right, All right. While he's golfing by himself, let's listen to us. He lives a good life. Well deserved. Well deserved indeed. But I mean, I think um, at the end of the day, our parents did a pretty good job of those things we're talking about. Yeah, no, I don't feel like, I mean, outside of we had to go to college. Yeah. Like that was forced, which again, I don't really think is a bad thing. It's fine. I won't. There's a lot worse things. I won't force it on my kids as much as dad and mom did. It worked out. It really wasn't even mom. It was really dad. And I'm going to follow whatever dad wants. So I did that. (laughs) Outside of that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really feel. I mean, I feel like we were wide open to do whatever we wanted. We're pretty happy. Oh, well, yeah. If you look at dad and mom objectively, they are some of the happiest people on the planet. No, that is true, actually. You don't re- we didn't realize it when we were growing up because they're just our parents. And then you, you get around regular people in the real world, yeah. how negative they all are. Like, dude, dad. They really mom, only got upset talking about each other. Yeah, they right. really got upset about each other. <laughs> Once they, they got, got away from each other, they were good. <laughs> always has been and always will be. That For was real. their only problem was just each other, yeah. And the further away they get from each other, the happier they get. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's funny. Maybe Dad will move out here to uh, San Diego. Oh after man, there'd be so much bliss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but you know, it's we were definitely college was definitely pushed on us. Um, but it was more mandatory, as you know. As you ask me. I didn't living, feel like there was another option. I didn't even think no, about another option. No, 100%. So it's I not was like shocked. I had a better idea I wanted to do. I was like, well, yeah. No, that's we, true. We yeah. go to college. That's what you do. I don't know. I was shocked. <laughs> Bobby only went for two years. I didn't know how he pulled that yeah, one Yeah, I thought that was, I was crazy. Like, how is this, this going to be allowed? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Like, There's so much I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, like in high school, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know anything, it's dude. Crazy. And we just talked to Anthony, who's 20. He's oh, so he's light years what? ahead of where we were. He was were. mining Bitcoin in middle school. Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> Out of here. What I mean, Jesus. I, I mean, I can't even begin with all that. i cared about was like when are, are we playing wiffle ball or basketball <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm thinking right <laughs> yeah can i have a jack's pizza and watch mtv jam <laughs> right <laughs> i mean Incredible. what a different i mean talk I about a it. head start good for him no no doubt good for him but yeah so like i would say like the conventional life i always say i feel like we were given like middle class upper middle class like middle upper class yeah upper middle class however you want to <laughs> like um it's like middle class though depending on how you look at it i mean sure upper well, middle or middle upper if you include like california that. and like i mean but i, I feel overall but i feel class. i feel like a lot of people don't even get like the basics of like you know save some money don't go in credit card debt like yeah they don't get any of that i know because that's what i talk to all day long right and we took yeah. that for granted like it was nothing I feel like a lot of people like our age, they are they are climbing out of credit card debt. Yeah, they didn't know they're fine because they finally realized it a couple of years ago that that's bad when they tried to buy a house. People right? just don't know, <laughs> you know, and they, they're really, like, they, they don't, don't know. They're like, oh, it's just free money. Yeah. You know, just like Matt, but Matt pays it back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I wanted to talk about that, honestly, just like how the conventional life you know the one you're like expected to live when you're growing up you know you don't have to do it obviously like i'm obviously a prime example of someone who basically did it full force and then completely like life number two yeah no you're you're, completely different you like hit the reset button the first the first go around of you know life they didn't actually die in between these (laughs) well i don't think so you pretty much yeah pretty much uh, you know, I went to Mizzou, got a mechanical engineering degree with an aerospace emphasis. Then I went and got a job as a technical support specialist and worked up in that company uh, to become an engineer. And I also got married to the girl I was dating in high school. Yeah, you did the you did so, the movie, the cliche. Yeah. yeah. So we were together for nine years, married for two years, the last two of the nine, like did all that. Made the family so proud. And then, <laughs> right. And then I did what I wanted just to do. Pulled the rug out from it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, and all of a sudden I was like this whole life, this conventional life that I was kind of like, it just seemed like this is just the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to go. It's the way life's supposed to be. And then like, I'm obviously loving 
the way that I've done it since. Not that that was so terrible, but I mean, this is, this is so much better. This is so much more what I love. You would have had a good, safe life. Oh, no doubt. And I already had a house. Everybody would have been happy for you. Yeah. Everyone would have been happy for me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they would have been like, you're doing a good thing. You're nice. Now now I'm happy for me. Now I got, now I have, uh, I am engaged, but I'm already got my second kid coming out. You should thought that, that you got divorced first. So everybody knows that, you know. Yeah. Well, obviously, I said I was in a nine year relationship and married for the last two. So that was obviously. I'm sorry. I know. Nick didn't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got divorced, obviously. That's how marriages end. Um, and then we moved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know it may seem like the norm in our family. (laughs) That's not how they all in. That's so funny, man. He just says that as a fact. That's That's how marriages end. Oh, (laughs) so that's what's coming. Okay. Oh, that's. Oh man, I don't see. I don't think I'll be getting divorced. But now, no, now I, now I'm going like. You know, I obviously run my own business. I do, I make money through investing. I've got, I'm going to have two kids before I'm married. I live in an apartment now. I'm going to buy a house after. It couldn't be more opposite. Dude, everything about it. It's just, but it's so much better. And like, I just, you know, because it's just what I want. Like, it's what you want. Not what everybody else wants for you. And for the record, this this next marriage will end in death from oh one god of now we're... although we may <laughs> we may never die there he goes yeah you kind of live in the meta universe or whatever <laughs> or whatever right I don't the know. singularity's <laughs> near maybe it's here <laughs> I'm taking your space there Nick give us well but anyway I mean obviously you guys get it you live in San Diego and yeah. You're a basketball coach. So, yep. I mean, the conventional route, you know, it ain't for us. Wasn't for us. <laughs> and yeah. it's still there. It's always an option. You never know. It could go back to it. it. Might be fun next time around with a different point of view, you know? You mean like after we die and come back to life? <laughs> yeah. Or like when the way I die? Or, right. No, but I mean, you know just think that's it's something we talk about but we've never directly attacked i suppose like not necessarily having to live the conventional life that you're expected to live and we take that for granted as like well of course you don't but that's like you know that's not how it is for right most people and i think that's why i think when you talk to young i don't know i think talking to young people which obviously i do all the time every day Mm -hmm. just like i always try to like Talk about, you know, what do you want? And then, like, there are so many options to do anything in the world, especially now with the mm-hmm. way technology is. Yeah, but, like, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad, he always talks about how it's like the government, <laughs> this is going to sound cliche, but the government wants you to go to college so that you get bad debt, so that you have to work to pay off that debt. So you can just be a, a cog in the wheel or whatever that expression yep. is. That's what they want. They need worker bees, you know? And so the yep. entrepreneurs, the people that own their own businesses and do their own thing, 
that's kind of out of the norm. Like they don't want a bunch of the government doesn't want all people like that. You need some because you need new businesses and you need to flourish that way. But most people, they want just to be just fit in line. Just do your yeah, thing. Yeah, so that they can be controlled your easier too. Yes. Yeah, and they, they can't go too far out of line because they have the debt, like you said, and they have the bills. Yeah, and they pay tax, a bunch of taxes. and Yeah. No, for sure. Buy a house you can't really afford so that you can't quit your job. And they put you in school. I mean, uh, I opinion, hate the way school too, is. Too young. And then they just scatterbrain you. And it's just like, like, I don't know. You just shouldn't be thrown into the assembly line when you're just a little kid just trying to play in the mud and get a rock home to mom. Yeah, I don't know. That's five years old. And I mean, I'll, and honestly, they push preschool like they want everybody in there about like two or three, like all day, every day. Get into the machine. Get used to the conformity. Yeah. And then they just try to keep you, you know. Don't don't let you get too good at any one thing. Spread you out. Spread you nice and thin. Go to college, get your debt, and then just get a job and work for somebody. What I what I always try me. to figure out. <laughs> and then they, and then they never. Like, and then they never teach like so many things that to me seem so basic. Right. Yeah. Like there's no financial education, but like that goes back to what Ben said about they don't want that. Like if you can figure that out on your own, okay, cool. You can you can run a business. But we're not going right. to tell you that you don't have to pay taxes if you give people jobs or if you give people somewhere to live. You know what I mean? And you can make more money that way. But if you figure that out on your own, okay, cool. We'll give you the tax breaks. But we're not going to tell you that in your 13 years of school that's mandatory. Right. We're not right. going to tell you that once. I think some of that is changing, at least from the teachers that I know. I think they're trying to teach more like relevant things. But teachers, we don't. In general, the teacher doesn't know how to run a business because they haven't done it. So, like, that's just the reality of it. But the teacher's I was, also told what to teach, I feel like, for the most part. Of course. And that's, that's the part that yeah. I don't like about where I'm at now is it is a very much you teach the curriculum. Now, I go, you know, I do my own. But I I go a little off script, but I mean, I stay within what I need to do, but like, yeah. Yeah, but yours is actually, you can like really probably get behind and believe in. I mean, you're doing health and PE. So, I mean, but it's still the problem is like this the problem with mine, and I like I'm phasing into new classes, like that's I'm law of attractioning that. Um, Wait, when it's uh, like yeah, Making strength and conditioning and um, nice. yoga, and a mind, nice. I'm I'm gonna teach a yoga and mindfulness class next semester. Oh boy, yoga and mindfulness class. Wow. Yeah, Very so nice. I'm pretty pretty excited <laughs> Very about that. Law of attraction. There. How are yeah. you pulling that off? I love it. Well, I just made it happen. So I I actually, <laughs> well, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Uh, so like a. In the first semester, we had this professional development day. Well, everybody's so stressed. Everybody, Every teacher thinks they're so stressed because they just want to be stressed, I guess. And of like, course. so uh, the principal comes up, you know, asks the PE department, would, would anybody be able to put on a yoga session? You know, we think that'd be good if teachers wanted to go do that. Like had like an hour block. I said, yeah, I got it. No problem. So then I did it for like, 
five to 10 teachers. And um, afterwards they were like, our students really need this. I said, yeah, they, they really do. You know, so we're sat around and talked about it for like 15 minutes. And I was like, but I, I, I was like, I honestly don't know how to go about getting that done. Well, the head principal was in there. He like walked in afterwards. He didn't do the yoga session, but we're all standing around talking about it. And so we just kind of started talking to him about it. And he goes, we'll talk. So me and him talked later how to get it done. He goes, just write up an email, blah, blah, blah. This is what you got to do. Send it off to this person. So I did that and I tagged every teacher that was in that yoga class, like copied them. And like there was two or three principals on there. And at first I got, I got told no. And then I was like, oh, that's too bad. Well, maybe the year after, maybe it was like too soon. Well, then like two weeks later, out of the blue, I get a phone call from the head of PE for the whole district. And she's like, hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and do that yoga thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, great. She goes, you're going to be the, you're going to kind of be the pilot. You're just going to be the one that you're going to start it. And if it goes well, we'll expand it to the whole district. I'm like, absolutely. Well, it will go well. So get ready for that. (laughs) So it it was cool. I just kind of like out of nowhere. I was like, this. I love how you've already just decided it's, it's mindfulness too. I love it. Cause I mean, as you should be doing with yoga, obviously you're supposed to be in the breath and the body and all that. That's going to be amazing to be a teacher on that. Cause you know, the, old cliche of like if you can teach it then you know it and like teaching it will put you in that zone so you're literally going to get paid to meditate and be mindful and do yoga like my goodness every day that is really nice work so i'll get paid to do yoga i'll get that'll save you then you can get your reading in exactly and then i'll get paid to do strength and conditioning so i'll get my lift in and then i'm also getting paid to coach basketball Impressive. I can't even hang out with you guys anymore. <laughs> uh, we just do whatever we want. Dude, no, it's better than that. You get paid to do whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. Don't even. Uh, but no, right. I mean, I said before, I said, if I go to the high school route, I want to be able to teach different things that I'll be more passionate about. And so when it. battle, you know, when that opportunity was manifested, I knew this was the right thing. Like I first took the battle job just because I needed a job because I was unemployed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then I realized all the possibilities and I was like, yeah, that's when I decided that Nick needed to hire me to be the battle coach. Mm, yeah. Everything's working out very nicely. Oh, you're doing a good job. Good first year. We'll keep you around for a year too. Thanks. Maybe we'll win some more games next year. <laughs> you, yeah, you will. Oh, we will. We'll but be. the year after that is when it really is going to explode. Yeah, it is. And if you if you really knew the roster, they would it lines up perfectly for that. We'll be better next year. He knows the roster. He's the the. AD. Oh, that's right. You're the AD. Yeah. So a culture thing, and I'll you know since we're on battle, the leadership stuff we talk about. Well, I was talking to uh, my main assistant, and he's got a soft spot for these guys that we either kicked off or quit. There's two guys, and they're very talented players. One was the one that was like Westbrook, and then the other one was the point guard from the beginning. So he's trying to talk me into, like, giving them a second chance. And I'm just like, I understand second chances. I get it. I, and I, we, 
you know, I let him talk and I let him give his whole spiel about how talented, you know, the one guy is. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. Like that doesn't matter to me at all. And I was like, I know he's talented. That's not the issue. The issue is not his talent level. I said, and I pulled up our roster and I, and I laid it out. I said, look at, look at these guys, look at these potential varsity guys. Do you see any attitude issues there? And he looks, he's like, no, that team would be a lot of fun to coach. I'm like we would get better every single day. If we bring in these other guys, it's like, yeah, they are. Maybe he is more talented than some of these other guys. And he probably would be a starter, but like he might even be our leading scorer. <laughs> but like, is our team going to be better? Probably not. Like, look at the, he goes, damn, after, after what you're saying and, you know, I'm like, if he comes back, maybe, maybe he changes. Like, maybe the the one percent happens where he's changed. Probably not. But if he comes back and he's got any sort of attitude, and then he can bring one other guy with him. Now there's two guys with a bad attitude. And then maybe he gets a third. So we go from zero bad attitudes to three just because we brought one guy back. You know, I try to explain like that stuff spreads. You know, so I was like, we got to keep it clean, man. We got to keep the engine clean, move forward. I'm like, I don't want to give these guys another shot. Like, I know you do. No. Yeah. You're I'm like, I know you're doing the right thing. Obviously it's your, it's your program too. So remember that. Oh, I, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do. I'm the yoga mindfulness teacher. Also, uh, I do whatever very close to getting Bruce Beck on staff as well. Oh, he's looking, let's go, baby. He's looking at apartments in Colombia. This guy loves this. This guy <laughs> is crazy. The universe loves Ben. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, apparently. Giving him whatever he wants. Jeez. Nicely done. I am trying to tap into it. You, you, you can do it. Rub off on you. <laughs> you can do it. Should we up the podcast? Should we do I mean, two I'm a week? Absolutely or? dominating. <laughs> two, three times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like going for you. I'm dominating. Too easy. Yeah, it's crazy. Most most prequels and most referrals so far this month in the company. You're, but you're I need killer, to get man. some contracts, man. I'm light. Market's crazy, and I know I hate saying that because I hate when people say it. But the market is crazy. There's nothing for sale. I know that. The houses go immediately and the prices are super high and it's not my market. Make it your market. I am. Make it your market. This summer's going to be, I can already tell, it's going to be really fun. So I think, Matt, I think we both kind of know exactly what we want. Nick, do do you know really exactly what you want? Yeah, I need to get a little more specific. I mean, I've got it here. Nice. He's pulling it up. <laughs> He's got I just, it written like, down. If, if so, like, the were things that I me. have very specific, um, and I feel like I'm hitting it, honestly, and it's always this way because the things are more specific on your head. Of course. Being yeah. the best physical and mental shape slash state of my life, you know, that's my main goal right now, and I feel like I'm hitting that pretty hard. My next goal on here, the big one, um, marry the love of my life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I'm looking for. And then I got number one loan officer at Veterans First. Plan on doing that this year. And um, this is where probably why it hasn't happened is because I need to get more specific, but start and run my own successful business. For some reason, I put down 2025. You know, if Matt would just tell me to just speed that up. Absolutely. Put that for like next year. So that's what I mean. I think you need to figure out what business do you want? No, start your own business could mean you buy a snow cone little thing. And yeah. And that actually Ghost sounds awesome. Mm, snow cone shop. Right? <laughs> Fill that in, Nick. Do that on the beach all day. That would Fill work that pretty well. You'd probably do all right. Snow cone shop. Be a lot less stressful than being an LO. <laughs> no doubt. I probably would make more money. I could just stand out there on the beach in my snow cone shop. Yep, just and don't wear it. Get nice and tan. I'm, look at my tan, though. You'd have to be, you'd be even more tan and shredded. Oh, just yeah. Being a snow cone salesman on the beach. Yeah. This comes with the territory. You don't even have to work <laughs> out anymore. Mm-mm. just be shredded no mm-hmm. the sun will do that for you absolutely <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I've got... but for real be more specific about what exactly do you want to do uh, yeah no i know it's something i do think about on the daily basis i mean i matt stole it from me the gym thing i was uh, now it's like it's the same reason i couldn't get the vet he'd already bought the vet so it's like i mean i was gonna get a mustang either way but at these you know Dad talked the vet up so much our whole lives. I had to get one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Uncle Chuck having one and Uncle Dan having yeah, one. That's true. And the, Uncle the, the Chuck two. had a vet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. A red one. Sick. Of course. Red Corvette. It <clears throat> runs in the family. Both sides. Ah, man. Maybe I should get one. Dude, yeah. I mean. Dude, I want to get one of these new, the new model, the mid-engine. Oh, that every time you see one, you're like, that's a Ferrari or that's a Lamborghini. Yeah, it's a we, Corvette. Every we time. saw one up in L.A. and I was 100% convinced it was a Lambo. Yeah. And Cardi's like, no. I'm like, is that the new vet? And Cardi's like, no, that's definitely me and, a me Lamborghini. Me and Cardi were like, Lambo, no doubt. Don't even question it. Like, get out of here. And then sure enough, it was a vet. Those new vets are sick. And like, relatively speaking, like like for what they look like they Dude, it's crazy they cost like a third of what they look like yeah no cost. that should that should cost like five hundred thousand dollars half a milli Those things are nasty but they cost what 125 well i think less than that even you can get them you for a hundred not, maybe not that one that guy had like a custom wrap yeah and custom wheels and yeah i mean that guy <laughs> he was this la was yeah exactly it was an <laughs> la one <laughs> exactly right by the kobe mural, <laughs> yeah right know. by the kobe mural right by the crypto.com arena right so you got to make sure it looks right yeah yeah la really is like what they portray it to be let's just i mean they're they're nailing it <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it la style yeah so i actually had one more thing pretty much most of the stuff i've brought up i asked brianna right like 10 minutes before i left she goes what are you guys talking about tonight i go i don't know open open platform i was like what should we talk about she just gave me a bunch of good stuff so okay so you guys can thank brown for that but anyway one more um so i'll just ask you start with nick uh (laughs) (laughs) what have you implemented implemented to make sure that you don't stay content what are you doing on uh your day-to-day to like raise your standards for yourself 
I'm so far from content right now. It's crazy. But um, what am I doing daily? Yeah. yeah, like what do you do? How do you make sure you're always raising your standards, basically? I like that question. Intentionally staying in the moment. I mean, that is kind of how I've been raising my standard lately. I mean, I work out every day. I read every day. Those are two things mm -hmm. that I'm always intentionally doing. And mm -hmm. that's something that is just ingrained. And I literally can't go a day now without at least reading one chapter and getting a workout in. It just doesn't happen anymore. So, I mean, those are the two things I'm doing to make sure I don't stay content. I feel you on that. But, um, you know, there's always a higher level that I'm always reaching for, but that's just being competitive. I'm not really fully prepared for the question, ben, but that's my what do you got? answer there. I'd say for myself, like personally, the getting up early to work out every day has been huge. Um, I've not really stuck with it this long. <clears throat> uh, normally I go on like a six month spree and then I kind of drop off. So just making sure like, you know, you guys know when it's hard sometimes at five, when that alarm goes off that you don't want to get up because it's comfy <laughs> and then you just do it. Cause I couldn't, I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, if I don't get up and work out, I'm going to be sick like all day at myself you know right. so i think that's been big but i mean professionally like i'm very far from content like the the season we had was very you necessary basically say the same thing <laughs> i well, am it's so far from content <laughs> with that yeah well i mean it was you know we had that rush and that high of getting the job that i that i wanted yeah and that was cool, but that has very much worn off. And now I'm just mm -hmm. very hungry to go win a state mm -hmm. title. Like, mm -hmm. um, like we said, within three years. So, uh, and dude, it might be sooner. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm so driven to do that. Like as a, like for my profession, I want a state title. That's my, like, that's my number one professional goal is to win a state title like nice period so and i feel like you gotta separate you know your goals have to be different mm -hmm. you know personal professional but professionally that is that drives me right now and then once we win one then i'll reevaluate and you know make sure i set a new goal new standard to keep myself sharp but that's yeah, the I was that's number gonna one say, right so so basically what you guys kind of both said and why you both said I'm very far from content with my professional was AKA you have goals. That's how you oh, yeah. stop from being content. Oh, for sure. That's the basic <clears throat> yeah. answer that you're giving is I have a goal. I want this. So I'm not yep. content. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that's basically and as soon as you hit it, you make a new goal or before. Yeah. That's well, I mean, you saw, I have like a progress. Mine was like a progression there. It's the thing, of, my thing about goals and what I've noticed, I mean? yeah, I love it, is like you you have a goal and you move towards it, and then you get the closer you get, all of a sudden it's like if you were crossing, I don't know, crossing a field, <laughs> going towards a 
a tree line and you get closer and then you look and you're like, oh, look at this tree. Actually, now that I can see all these trees since I've come this far, let me head towards that one. That actually looks even better than the one that I thought I wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. So it can be very similar with goals where you're like the act of like, you know, what you're doing and who you're becoming to achieve a goal can all of a sudden change your goals because right now you see something that you didn't even know existed or was a possibility before. Right. Or you just get there and you become someone else and you're like, wow, this actually looks even better than what I thought I wanted. Just like how I would say, like, I had my fine, very lofty financial goals, which I still do. However, I, once I got that into, you know, I, I get, it got the ball rolling for me, got me working really hard on it and got things moving in the right direction. And then I realized that like, I'm willing to extend the timeline on those financial goals to make sure that I'm doing stuff that I love every day and enjoying my life every day, because right. today could be the last day. You know what I mean? Could obviously not, not guaranteed to uh, wake up tomorrow. So you got to make sure that you're not just sacrificing everything right. now for the future. Um, but I think but I don't think you before. have to, because I think, no, I think a lot of times people think, well, I just have to grind and work hard all day, every day, which you do have to work really hard, but you can work smart mm -hmm. and you can be efficient about what you do. Like the same guy that comes in, like, you know, we got some guys and they come in and they'll be in the gym for two or three hours. And that's great. But you'd probably get more out of getting into the, and I'm talking about like the basketball gym. <clears throat> you'd get more out of coming in being focused for 45 minutes hmm. and then getting out like that would be more valuable then, than just shooting around for three hours the, and then going and eating a nice healthy meal maybe watching some film and yeah. then getting a full night's sleep right like there, that's the thing about it is like recovery is key whether it's physical or mental you like if you're just grinding all the time you know quote unquote grinding all the time and you never take time to step away and reflect and recover, then you're just literally just grinding yourself into the dirt. You're not going to make the progress that you want. You could work half as much and go twice as far if you're doing the right stuff. But if you never right. step back and be like, wait, is this working? Like analyze what you're doing and the progress you're making. And if there's a better option around. But a big key I think is like, you have to put in the work first before you can realize you're overworking or that you're right. not working smart. This like some true. people are like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just working smart. Like, no, you're not, you're not really working hard yet. You know? So I I'll take the guys that are in the gym for three hours. Right. Because there's other guys that aren't in the gym at all. Right. So right. Like, right. yeah, you're in the, you're not doing quite the right thing, but you're trying. Right. You just don't quite know yet. And that's okay. And like, I'd rather have that. Give me for that sure. guy. You know, you want to be that guy first and then you learn how can I scale it back and make this more efficient? No, you're so right. When you're saying that, you're making me think of Jordan uh, Gotchenauer, who um, I love that dude. He just left self-made. Was that this month? Yeah, it was this month to open <laughs> his own gym. And I used to every day be like bro you gotta sleep he would sleep like four or five hours a day dude, grinding, that was though. it yeah he was grinding he was building dude i didn't even know he built his entire clientele base at self-made 
in 300, he was there for 364 days and then opened his own gym. That's crazy. And like killed it. Yeah, that's why he's makes, not sleeping. Makes bank. Look yeah, the progress he's making. No, for sure. He made crazy progress, picked up all those clients while he was at self-made. I mean, I loved it. It's literally like the ideal <laughs> story for me yeah. as the guy who owns self-made of like, you can do it. You just got to come in, put in the work and do it. But I, but yeah, I'd rather have him. He did it in one year too. It's insane. I'd rather have him and arguably your most successful trainer ever. He's up there. It's yeah. He's up there. It's arguable though. But anyway, yeah, it's, I'd rather have him where I'm like, bro, you got to sleep. Then somebody's Mm -hmm. like, bro, you got to go market. Like you need to go find a client. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely, definitely easier to try to scale someone like that back than absolutely. So I feel you on that. So oh, yeah. and I guess um I would agree. I see I've I have my goals and I'm <laughs> you know how I don't uh, make sure I'm not content, just keep popping out babies. Yeah, uh yeah, nothing like not putting free. a little pressure on yourself. <laughs> That'll get you to level up. Yeah, man. That's... Spend more money on rent, you know. Yeah, no, honestly, I love what Uncle John used to always say. He used to always say he wanted his salesman to go get, you know, oh, yeah. Porsches and for, you know, Ferraris or vets or whatever, because he said he loved when they got into debt and they had to work hard, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So nothing Uncle like John was a the government. pressure on yourself to, uh, you know, make sure you, pr- you produce. Yeah, ever since. That's one way to elevate, though. I mean, ever since it's not always I mean, ideal, really, but the, dude. But as we all know, like the most those sort of moments will would really shape you most of the time. A lot of people's lives. Well, that guy, uh, what was his name that wrote the third circle theory? He uh, talked Fijman about Gun. Yeah, he would buy. DJ? He would buy a car he couldn't quite afford because he knew it would make him work harder to be able to afford it. Like every year or two, whatever. I don't remember what he said, but. He would buy a car. Idea. It was kind of out of Every his year range. or two. Every year or two. New kid. Yeah. yeah. That's what Matt does. You know, if I liked cars as much as kids, maybe I'd go the car route, but it costs are awesome. Same. So we'll just, <laughs> just keep them coming out and then I'll have to I have to level up, baby. Yeah. Forced. Because I mean, as obviously ever since we came out here, and I was like, my gosh, our rent's so expensive. I every time I've signed a new lease, I've paid more. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I guess the two months I was in that hellhole of a house where the subfloor was rotting out. And, oh yeah. Yeah. But besides that, it's so true. And that, honestly, that made me be like, no, I'm I'm paying more. I'm never yeah. <laughs> living in that situation again. So yeah, ever since then, uh, I've never paid less for rent. So and that's not about to change here when my lease is up in two and a half months either. Just keep on paying somebody else's loan down. Just keep it going. I will. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. Then I'm, I'm. It's good karma. It's gonna. It comes back around for me. I can't wait. I can't wait till we sell this house and we make fifty grand on it. <laughs> that's gonna Maybe be nice. He laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Maybe more. No, it's probably it'll probably end up being more. Depends, depends on, on you sell it. Yeah, depends on when we sell and where the market's at. I'm excited markets, about it. Market's high right now. Selling market is hot. 
So you can sell high, high, but then you got to buy high. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. But so we've been looking at maybe buying like a kind of a fixer upper to buy low and kind of revamp it the way we want it. I mean, still going to be more expensive than the market's just up. The price is agreed. Up. Yes, agreed. And that's it's even it's so extreme that it's I feel like it's actually affecting our rental market out here for the first time. Because yeah. it is cheaper to rent in San Diego, which is just insane to me. It just seems so backwards our whole lives. But it's literally cheaper, like on a month to month basis. But yeah. that actually, in my opinion, makes sense overall. When I found out that you could own a home and it'd be cheaper that blew my mind single family though is they're not like a heavy cash flowing type of rental no. situation so that's a long-term investment yeah but anyway uh you want me to do my va pitch oh <laughs> <laughs> that i was gonna say that could be your closing thoughts if you want since you never have Just anything disgusting the, yeah, just drop your yeah, just drop yeah. Actually, you know, since you brought it up, what is yeah. uh, what do you have to qualify for like a conventional? You don't do those though, do you? No, I don't do conventional. I won't speak on it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do not talk. About I just don't. I, I should know more about. Well, if that's what I'm going to have to do. I, I really should know more about conventional being in the industry, but I'm just an I, I'm just an expert in my products. I would guess. What are you asking? Like, how much you're going to have to put down? Yeah, you to put. You can find one for five percent. There might be I, one out there for three percent. I we, there's three percent loans. There's gonna be P, There's gonna be PMI on it. That's yeah, but how did. extreme is that? It's gonna be pretty extreme. We well, I think we could have done. 3%. What's extreme? What well, what would it be on like percentage points wise of the loan? Let's say, relatively speaking, one point three. I don't know. Do you actually not know, or is no, it about one point three? I don't know, but that's what I would guess. We didn't have to do a PMI. No, but how much did you put down? Uh, for this house, I think we put down five percent, but we didn't really? have to. Yeah, but who's your bank? This was when we used a real bank. Oh, okay. You didn't have PMI on a five percent. How? What? Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right. Well, who's your bank? <laughs> For real, <laughs> we used uh, Flat Branch, which uh, they're. Uh, I did Flat Branch. Isn't that I a brewery in Columbia? It's everything yeah. in Columbia. Oh, okay. Oh, but they use what bank do they use? I can't think of it off the top of my head. You can find a good deal. That's funny. I actually did Flat Branch when I did my FHA yeah. loan. All right, Tom well, Stone, man, he was the he's the dude. I didn't. It wasn't. He wasn't my guy. Well, I had Tom, a girl. Tom's the man. Oh, if I can do 5% down. I love how you love it. It's always I do. So That's he's good. It's, I like to hear that. <laughs> and no, he's going to love his salesman no matter where. Hell yeah. I either love you or I hate you. Like, there's no middle ground with yeah, me on well, salesman. I love most of them. I just buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty easy at talking to a sale. I respect a good sale. That's for sure. <laughs> I will buy if you... If you can like impress me, even when I sh even when I know I shouldn't buy, and I'll always say it too, I shouldn't be buying, but you know, 
I like what you did here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tell them I'm in sales and then they get it. And they're like, yeah, because salesmen are always easily sold. If you they do a good easy. job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Respect the hustle. Absolutely. It rarely happens, though. I really actually feel like I get sold. I mean, Frank. <laughs> Could be Jim. <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? That Or Joe. To be Frank. Or Charles. Uh-oh. Frank must there have been a real upstanding guy. <laughs> oh, he was very frank with what he had to say. <laughs> let's close this up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> closing thoughts, uh, Benjamin Buckets. <laughs> uh, closing thoughts for me. Um, always a good time. I, I enjoyed talking about parenthood and raising our kids. Uh, I could talk about that all day long. Um, it's my favorite thing. Being me as dad is the best. And I cannot wait for baby number two. And I love that it's a mystery and nobody knows if it's a boy or a girl. So I'm, I'm just excited about it. It'll be a whole new adventure. You know, I know there's no way it's going to be the same as like raising Mia. Uh, Cause every day is different with Mia anyways. So, um, but yeah, it's been awesome. So love talking about it. If anytime you want to talk about parenting on the podcast, I'm down. Dude, I love that. And um, so remember how I, obviously the podcast knows how I've complained to AT&T and nothing was ever done while well, they're mm-hmm. putting in new fiber cables. <laughs> um, they're doing it right now in all the apartment buildings. So I'll have high internet oh my speed. God. <laughs> and uh, so I won't drop out. And um, we should have... Brianna on. Oh no. Did we lose him as I'm saying this? Oh no, we didn't. No, I'm here. Okay. He froze for a second. You said, Oh my God. And then froze for a second as I'm talking about the internet speed. Of course. Say your internet connection is unstable. <laughs> for the record, I am at Nick's. We're trying to solve this problem. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll have Brianna on and I'm sure she'd love to talk parenting the whole time. So um, yeah, we'll have to do that once I have an internet connection and just have her on from my place. So that's my closing thoughts. She yeah. knows her stuff too. She, she does research. Tons she of research. Done a lot of research. Yeah, she's got also got some experience now. Experience, knowledge. She's got it all. She's lenient too. I've been very blown away by Brianna as a mother. You know that. Yeah. She's been perfect, honestly. Like the perfect amount of like making sure everything happens perfect for Audrey, but then also letting her live her life and like do stuff like she's always let Audrey just people just go do whatever they want to her it's impressive <laughs> I wouldn't if I if I had Audrey and that was my daughter I don't I'd be like I'd be terrified everybody else was touching her that much she's so gorgeous it's unbelievable <laughs> she's so perfect that that's you, you get true. it yeah of course it's tough it's a lot of faith 
Um, I don't really have any closing thoughts, boys. Per usual, I was hoping to cut you guys <laughs> off. We were too quick. Yeah, way too quick. I figured you just break down an FHA for the next ten minutes. Yeah, and you then, know, yeah. three and a half percent down payment is going to be your lowest down payment option. And really, all we got to do today is go over your income and take a look <laughs> in the credit. <laughs> you know, but let me start here, Ben. Are you married or are you single? Well, can I? Not? I'm not a veteran, so I'm not your client. I said FHA, sir, three and a half percent. I don't know if you're you know, following me here. <laughs> Sir, we might just want to go straight to the credit. I don't know if you're going to qualify. <laughs> 3.5 is too high for uh, me. Your social, please. Nah, you're too expensive. Wait, can I buy down the percentage a little bit? Yeah, you can. I just learned about that on the car ride, on the four-hour car ride to uh, yeah, the Lakers game. Just to blow people's mind, just to, the one thing that will blow everybody's yeah, mind. Yeah, explain it, because I didn't know about this. Apparently, everybody thing. everybody thinks that you know Bank of America has a 4.125 and Chase has a 4.25 and Navy Fed has a 3.75. Like that is not how it works. There is a rate sheet. You can go up, you can go down, you can buy points to get a lower rate. You can go the other way and we'll give you money back. If you want a 7%, we'll give you lender credits. We'll give you money. If you want a 2.25, you can get that. You have to pay for it. People don't understand that and they think this bank has this, this bank has this, this bank has this. And like, then they just affiliate like this number to each bank as they go around and talk or shop or whatever. That's not the way it works. And it's just mind blowing how few people actually know that people who've bought houses don't know. I didn't that, know, you know that. What I mean, and it's people like us that have bought houses and have a brother who's a loan officer don't know that it's obviously frustrating for me because i'll lose deals being honest because what i always do is i tell people what doesn't cost them anything i tell them the par rate the rate that's not going to cost them anything that would seem like the fair and like you know moral thing to do right well guess what most banks if not 95 percent of all banks will quote people with a point percentage of the loan and they don't even they, they don't, don't even, even know they don't tell them until they're and then they just tell them hey sign the loan estimate okay pay for your appraisal all right sweet oh you didn't notice that i was charging you five thousand dollars oops too bad like you didn't read the fine print and i won your business and i just you know jacked you it's closing costs and they'll just group it together yeah. and act like they act they weren't yeah. part of it and like i always just try to go above and beyond and like explain all this stuff to every single client the ones who are smart enough to get it go with me, but some people won't give you the time of day to actually like explain it all. So for those out shopping, you know, ask them what it will cost for that 3% rate. Is, is that on conventional as well? Do you know? Yeah. That's all yeah. home loans? To my knowledge, yes. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't know. And I've obviously so you bought really, a house. You really should go to, it's like going to, you know. Bought my own house twice. Yeah, that's crazy. Ben didn't I mean, know, and I he's mean, bought multiple houses. Yeah, I, I was not aware of all that. Yeah, it's. I knew it could fluctuate, but I didn't. I don't know how it worked. I did not know how it worked. No, I mean, there's. I still times. don't, even though you just said that. I still well, don't. I mean, yeah, like, let me it. explain it from a layman's term. Someone who's not in the business, you know, he assumes we know too much still. You can get a three per. Let's say rates are three percent, and that's free. You could give more money at closing and get a two percent rate. Or they could give you money and you get a four percent interest rate. All right. Okay, okay, so I didn't. I did know that. I now that you explained it that way, Matt. You yeah. did know that. I, I was. Know I that. was aware that that was a thing. So you you need to 
switch up how you're explaining this to people, apparently. See, you just yeah, <laughs> I don't know three why minutes, then the... was lost. No, I <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I didn't know that. I've done it. Yeah, twice. Find a find a simpler way to explain that. You were throwing out so many numbers, I just tuned you out. Like what I just did. There you go. <laughs> you throw out so many numbers. Listen to but yeah, it's like everybody's <laughs> not a numbers guy, all right? Remember? <laughs> Remember, he's getting nine, eight hours of sleep every night or whatever. <laughs> Ten to five. <laughs> oh, that's oh, too funny. <clears throat> All right, boys. Well, it's been real. And until next time, the Palady Podcast is signing off. Adios, amigos.